But freedom starts with Jesus Christ. I've shared with this, this with you before at least one time. But we just recently, my mother and Charlotte and I, and we just recently discovered that we are direct descendants of William Brewster. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was the head of the Mayflower. He was the elder of the Plymouth Colony. He would have been primary author of the Mayflower Compact. And so I like to study things like that. And I think he would be my 10th great-grandfather. And he and my, his son-in-law, my ninth great-grandfather, was on the Mayflower. They were on the Mayflower. And I think that's interesting. But you know what? When I stand before the Lord, I can't, he's not going to say, hey, Randall, just come on in because of your 10th great-grandfather. He's going to be talking to me about me. And he's going to say, I know you. You are sealed in my book by my blood. And I've already got your place fixed and ready for you to live for eternity in my house. Freedom starts with Jesus Christ. Why did William Brewster and his family lead a group of people to contract and pay for the Mayflower to come over to this new land, which hadn't even been established really yet? It was like a wilderness. Why? Because Britain was telling them they could not tell the truth in public. They could not worship God unless they joined the Church of England. They could not do this. They could not do that. They had to pay taxes that were unbelievably high, etc., etc. And so these people decide we want to be free, and Jesus is the way to freedom. And so we're going to follow the Lord, and we're going to get together, and we're going to go find a place where we can worship Jesus Christ and talk about Him freely, even if there's nobody else there. And they did, and they came to this new country. And a lot of Native Americans were severely mistreated. And that should have never happened. And it's wrong. But a lot of them also were led to Jesus. Because there's always good people and bad people. I'm hoping William Brewster was a pretty good guy. But I didn't really know him. But he did some good things. I think we should remember the good things about history and avoid the bad things to keep them from repeating themselves. Jesus set me free the day he saved my soul. How about you? So, in Jesus' day, did you, I've, I've tried to figure this out throughout my life, but I think I've got a better understanding of it. But in Jesus' day, Rome owned all of what is now known as Israel and the other territories around and Rome had conquered that whole region. Have you ever wondered if Caesar was king, how could Herod be king? Have you ever wondered that? When you're reading the Bible, it talks about Herod the king. Well, here's what Rome would do. They would come into a region, and they would bring all their armies, and they would conquer the whole place. I mean, they would take them over, and they would leave soldiers in every city to occupy the city. They would appoint tax collectors, and they allowed the local king to choose. You can remain king 
and be loyal to Rome and, and collect taxes and pay taxes to Rome or we're going to kill you. And a lot of them chose to be killed because they felt like it was betrayal of their people. But a lot of them chose to stay alive and still be the king and collect taxes and keep part of it and send the rest to Rome. That's how Rome conquered the known world. That's what they did. That's how they became the largest empire ever in history to that day. And so Herod was king. He was king of all that land of Israel, Jerusalem, what you may call Palestine or the Holy Land or the Promised Land, uh, Jacob's promise, Abraham's promise. It is the Holy Land of God that he gave to his family through Abraham. But Herod was the king, but Rome owned the whole country. Now, have you ever thought, what would it be like if another country owned the United States? What would it be like? You say, Randall, that is so stupid. That's so ridiculous. That could never happen. I'm telling you, it's happening right now. I'm telling you, it's happening right now. Wake up. China is literally buying our country. We owe them our, almost our entire national debt is owed to them. They are coming in, Communist Party. I'm not criticizing Chinese people. We need to win them to the Lord. We've already got tracks, don't we? We've been talking about them. We love them. We win them to the Lord. We lead them to the Lord. That is a different subject. But as far as who owns this land, I'm telling you, China is literally trying to own the United States, and they're making some big progress. If we don't stay true to freedom and from our founding fathers that was based on Jesus, based on the Bible, if we don't stay true to that, we literally stand a chance of losing our country. And preachers all over America better start preaching it because people are not aware of it. So here's how it was. In Jesus' day, the promised land, the holy land, Israel was ruled by Rome, who allowed Herod to stay in power. And then the third part of that is Herod allowed the Jewish high priests, the high priest and all the priests, to rule the people. Okay? And so that was their form of government. Well, you know, if the priests were right in their heart, if they really loved the people and cared about the people, then it would have been okay. But here's what happened. Back in Malachi, 400 years before Matthew was written, back in Malachi, the priest had started turning against God. They were stealing. They were preaching false doctrine. They were doing, a, just read the book of Malachi. It'll tell you what all they did. And here's what God did. He stopped sending priests. And, that, and Rome started appointing people as priests. Rome was never supposed to appoint the priests. The priests were supposed to be the lineage of Levi, right? They were supposed to be the lineage of Levi, trained in the priesthood, like God told Aaron, right? Okay, that's how it was supposed to be. But what happened is the government took over the church, started appointing the preachers. That sounds like Britain. That's what Britain did. They took over the church. They started appointing the preachers. They had the Church of England. And the Church of England pastors and priests oppressed the people. And they taught a false doctrine. So here's what would happen in Jesus' day. Because you had a bunch of priests that weren't even really priests. 
They were appointed, so they were basically political figures. And you would go to the temple, kind of like come into this house. All right? Just pretend this would happen. The only way, just pretend, okay? P please hear that word, pretend. <laughs> the only way you can get to heaven is if Randall Christie says you're going to heaven. Okay? So you come in the door, and we have a tier system. Now, if you'll donate 100000 to Randall, you get to be at the high level of heaven. If you donate 50000 to Randall, you get to be at the middle level. I mean, how ludicrous is that, right? This is what the priests were doing. They were doing something similar to that. They were saying, you have to come to our temple to get forgiven by God. You have to pay us and buy the animal for sacrifice. We keep the money. You take the animal. You get forgiven. You get to go to heaven, and it's the only way you get to go. Now, that's corrupt. Would you agree? But now we'll go to reality, not pretend. Randall Christie couldn't get you to heaven if I tried. And I'm trying. You have to, through Jesus Christ, get yourself to heaven. If I could forgive your sins, I would forgive your sins. And you would get to go to heaven. But Jesus Christ is the only one who can set you free from sin. And I am just here to deliver that message. It wouldn't matter. I mean, yes, you, if you want to give 100000 to this church, you can definitely do it. It does not go in my pocket. We have two treasurers. We have a CPA. I mean, it goes to the church, and the church uses it for what's right. And I guarantee you God will bless you if you give to this church. So I'm not here raising money right now. I'm just telling you how it works. The way it works is it's between you and God, and we have a free country where we don't have to have the Church of England to meet in. We don't have to have a priest appointed by Rome or Britain. We get to have somebody that God put here, like Jesus said in the very first part of the scripture. He said, the reason I'm here is I'm anointed by God to tell you the gospel. I want you to know there is no way you will ever get to heaven if you don't follow Jesus Christ. It's not going to happen. You can be good all your life. You can be a good father. You can be a good citizen. When you get to heaven, he is not going to talk about how good you were. He's going to say, what did you do when my son wanted to come live in your heart? You turned him away. Or you accepted him in and got set free. Freedom only comes through Jesus Christ. This is why our government's so messed up. Republican Party's not going to save the United States. Independents are not going to save the United States. The Democrats are not going to save the... I'm telling you right now, there is no political party who can save the United States. Only Jesus can save the United States. And we've got to turn back to him. Jesus made each of us priests. You see, I'm a priest, that's correct. But so are you. That is the key to freedom. The key to freedom. There have been other churches who have claimed that their priests was the only way to be forgiven of sin. That's not true. Jesus said, I make you living stones, a holy priesthood. I have given you the right 
and you can boldly proclaim the gospel and boldly approach the throne of God. You kids, kids, you are a priest of God if you've accepted Jesus. What does it mean to be a priest? It means you can pray directly to Jesus Christ and he will hear you. That's what the definition of a priest is. Someone who can approach. A priest is someone who can approach. You can approach the Lord and he will hear you. Jesus made all of us priests. So that's how he did away with that corrupt religious system. And that's why they crucified him. They crucified him because they didn't like what he was saying. Test it with the scripture. Is it true or is it not true? According to the Bible. Jesus made us all priests and set us free. Not only that, but he gave us freedom through forgiveness. Jesus Christ set you free. That thing you did back in 1950 or 1980 or 1990 or whatever, just put that out of your mind. Forget about it. Wipe it out. The Lord has already erased that off your books if you've given yourself to Jesus Christ. Don't let that drag you down anymore. Don't walk around with that guilt let the Lord lift that from you and say, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he has set you free through forgiveness, which allows you to forgive other people. And I don't want to step on any toes, but I just want to tell you, if you're still harboring a bunch of hate for somebody, and you can't quit talking about it, and you can't quit thinking about it, you're only hurting yourself. He has allowed you to forgive other people. That doesn't mean you have to get right back in involved with them again. It doesn't mean you have to get right in the mix. You can walk away and forgive them and let the Lord handle it. Amen? Now, he sets us, three, sets us free by making us each priest or where we can pray directly to God. He sets us free because he forgave us and we can forgive others. In fact, if you don't forgive other people, you'll have a hard time praying to the Lord because it'll create like a roadblock. It'll be hard to pray to God if you're not forgiving other people. It's just a barrier that is real. The Bible says it's real. Freedom from legalism. That means freedom of religion. That means, okay, let me explain what that means. I'm almost done. This is so important today because let me tell you something. There are churches out there that, you know, they're pretty good churches, but they're just missing the mark a little bit on this. And I don't condemn them or put them down. I mean, they're going to have to learn on their own, and we'll see them in heaven, right? And we may get there and figure out we were wrong about a thing or two. But as long as we get there, amen? Listen to this one. Jesus set us free from the law of sin and death. That law is real simple. If you sin, you die forever. Have you sinned? Have you sinned? Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stole from someone? Have you ever hated someone that you wanted to kill them? Have you ever disrespected your father or your mother? Have you ever sinned? 
Now, my answer is yes. I'll put both hands up, both feet up, but then I'd fall. All ten digits up. Yes, 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 I've sinned. And I'm not going to sit here and fool myself and say that I haven't. Jesus said, if you say to yourself, I have not sinned, you are a liar. That's what he said. It was Jesus, not me. So we all can agree that we've all sinned, right? And so the law was, if you sin, you die forever. And the only way to get to heaven, this is Old Testament, was to go give sacrifices every year and the high priest forgive you of your sin and the Lord accept your prayers and you got to go to heaven, all right? But under Jesus, under the blood of the Messiah, under the blood of the anointed one, under the blood of the Christ, the promised one, you have to pray directly to him. You don't have to. You get to pray directly to him. And he hears your prayers. And he forgives you of all those sins. And he says, I'm going to erase those off your account. I'm going to seal your name in my book with my blood. And there is no power in heaven or earth that can take you out of that book. This is a much better covenant because it doesn't depend on me. It depends on him. At this church, we do not have a man-written creed. A creed is a set of beliefs that you must sign in order to be a part of this church. We don't have a man-written covenant that you have to sign or agree to to be part of this church. We do not have a man-written set of religious laws or rules that you have to sign and agree to to be a member of this church. And any church that does that is off base from the Bible. But those people still can love the Lord and go to heaven. We're not condemning anyone. But I'm saying Jesus set us free. He set us free. We don't have to go through man to get to God. We can go straight to heaven. One last thing. We have freedom to speak out given to us by Jesus Christ. In fact, in Revelation, it says, John said, I saw all these, listen to this. John said, I saw all these people from all these different countries and all these different races and all these different nationalities. I saw them all around the throne. I mean, every kind of person you can imagine in heaven around the throne of God. And I said, who are these people? And he said, these are they who were rescued out of the great tribulation. These are they who have given their life to Jesus. These are they. They are the redeemed that is bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. These are the people that believed in their heart and confessed with their mouth. And they overcame the world by the blood of Jesus and the word of their testimony. The word of our testimony is the most powerful thing that you have when it comes to changing lives of other people. Share with them what the Lord has done for you. To proclaim Christ, to worship. When I was a kid, young people, when I was a kid, you know, back when we had stone tablet hymn books, <laughs> there was always 
an elder in the church that would pray, and that would, he would seem to pray this prayer. He said, Lord, thank you for letting us live in a free country where we have the freedom to come here and worship you. We better start praying that prayer again. Time is short. If the Lord called your name today and you drew your last breath, would he say, come on in, you're one of mine? Or would he have to say, depart from me? I never knew you. Freedom is for eternity. When you sin, you die forever. That law is gone. Now the law is this. When you receive Christ and really mean it, you live forever. That's the new covenant of freedom. Would you stand with me?